All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Review the News, uh, episode 62, to the best of our record-keeping abilities. We, we were gone a while. <laughs> um, we hope everybody's well. Uh, a lot There's a lot to talk about. A lot's gone on down here in the East Coast. We got hammered by uh, a blizzard, I guess. You, what is, there's a name for it. I forget his name. Was it Landon? Was it Winterstorm Landon or something? Um, it was Keenan. Keenan? Keenan, yeah. So the we got like 18 cyclone. inches here. Yeah. Bomb cyclone. Inches. Yeah. We got about 18 inches here. I, I can't wait for snowstorm Shaniqua. Yeah. Let's get into the real good news. She's a real bitch. Trifling ho. So, you know, a couple things we, we didn't uh, normally, we, for those of you that, if there's anyone listening, normally we talk shop and then we hit the record button, but we didn't do that this time. I'm just going to throw some things out at these boys and uh, we're going to have fun. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit because uh, these last two weeks have been pretty incredible for sports, for, for professional sports. Um, we're going to talk about, I can't wait to hear what Gary and Todd have to say about Biden's insistence on hiring a black woman because that's the main criteria, apparently. Uh, Joe Rogan is now public enemy number one. I love it. Fuck Neil, him. Neil Young, the, the bleeding Canadian liberal he is being a little bitch about his uh, music. Uh, and speaking of Neil Young in Canada, this Ottawa truckers thing just blows my mind for lots of reasons. I love it. But the main reason is the, uh, the media, you, you can't, you, you don't hear about it unless you go looking for it. And um, I, those are, you know, those are a few of our topics to start. And I don't know. Um, I think since last time we talked, Bob Saget died. We always give a shout out to the celebrities grew up. We grew up with uh, dying as it were. And uh, Bob Saget was the, the most recent one. So was it, so it wasn't the COVID shot for the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. talking, yeah. yeah he died from you, you know what? Sometimes you just, you just, sometimes you're just perfectly healthy. You get a vaccine and you drop dead. I mean, it just yeah. happens. I've seen it a million so. times, Gary. I've seen it a million times. So it's, those are some topics uh, off the top of my head. If you want to talk about any of those or is there any other topics you would like to uh, start off with? Todd, what would you like to start off with? Would you like to tell us about some obscure television person dying? Yes. Howard um, Hessman, the guy that played Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati, also died yesterday. So rest in peace. I watched that show growing up. So, yeah. Never heard of it. I know. For, <laughs> and, you, and it's funny, too, because you two are the same age. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> hey, uh the we now just lost the only four people that listen to our show thanks todd <laughs> so what do you want to start oh, with dad you want to start with biden biden hiring a um sure we could do that sure i mean it's all right totally, uh, todd's the supreme court guy let's go todd what are your thoughts i mean that's really the supreme court if they had power would say that illegal um they they don't allow that kind of uh, racial uh um, um, quotas system and uh, many other things. They've been striking things like that down. And for I mean, that's I mean, it is racist. Racist. I mean, it is. So it's funny they're gonna they're gonna do an affirmative action hire when the court has been striking down affirmative action every time it comes to the fucking court. <laughs> so I mean, it's gonna be rather interesting. It's like why you would box yourself in. Now I know why politically he did that. Uh, try to get the South Carolina primary with uh, Representative Clyburn, 
but why you would box yourself in like that is, oh, it doesn't matter what the jurisprudence of the person is, it's the, the identity and the, uh, you know, whether she's a woman of color. That's basically- I don't know. I don't even know if it's politics. Look, I, I would say this, because it's funny you bring up the Clyburn thing and I was thinking about it and it's like, Joe Biden could have promised Clyburn at the South Carolina uh, primary. Yeah, dude, I'll I'll, uh, I'll make a statue of you and I'll put a black woman on the Supreme Court and uh, we'll we'll make sure the Pope makes George Floyd a saint. He could have fucking said all that shit to, to Clyburn. Well, why does he have to? Why does he even have to follow through with it? Well, what is Clyburn going to do? Take away the primary? I mean, the guy's the president already. Um, and then, and then here's the other thing. What are all those, all those blacks not going to vote for Biden again? Like, are you kidding? What Charlemagne, the God's going to get on his little radio station or whatever it is and, and complain that Joe Biden, Joe, this is the white man sticking it to us again. Joe Biden told Clyburn that he was going to point a black woman, a black sister to be the Supreme court, uh, you know, a, that's pretty and uh, and he didn't do it. Uh, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to vote for Donald Trump in 2024. Fuck no. They're going to vote for Biden. So like even like if you're Biden, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll point a black woman as a Supreme Court justice. Well, look, I don't care if that sounds racist or not, because this whole fucking thing is a fucking ridiculous. Right. So if someone thinks that's racist, they can kiss my ass because it's fucking true. Right. What is it's it's like Charlemagne the God's gonna get on the on his little podcast or whatever. Yeah, and he's gonna bitch that if Joe Biden didn't pr- uh, put a, a black Supreme Court woman in. Look, the black the blacks as a whole are gonna vote for Joe Biden if Joe Biden was driving around Chicago fucking murking black people. It wouldn't fight. It wouldn't matter. It, it would not matter. So when it's just interesting when Todd brings that up. Cause it's like, what is really the politics behind it? Cause he could be like, Oh, he, here's what Biden could do. Right. To appease Clyburn. He could put a list of like four or five black women on a, on a Supreme court list. Like when Trump had the Supreme court list of 20 people. Right. And uh, they do this weird thing. Cause even Trump like was in this weird thing. Right. Cause uh, RBG, died so she he he had to replace her with a woman right and it was like well why you, you could put another fucking dude there like who cares right you want the best if you if you're a meritocracy person you want the best person there but anyway the republicans fall for this stupid shit too that's why they're fucking pathetic that's a whole nother thing but like the the uh he could have put a list together of like six put like six black ju- women on there and then be like uh you know uh, I couldn't get these people through the, the hearings and, you know, so I had to pick like Merrick Garland, right. And, you know, Mer- I knew Merrick Garland could get through the initial interviews and, you know, um, he, he, he'll be the Supreme court justice. And then what, what is Clyburn going to say? Like, Oh, you promised he'd be like, look, I, I don't, you know, it's the Senate. I don't, you know, I conferred with a bunch of other Democrats, and and then you know what it does? The story gets buried because the you think the Washington Post, yeah, yeah, the Washington Post is going to run a couple op eds that beat up Biden, and they'll move on because they won't care anyway because the Democrat will be on the court. It wouldn't matter, 
right? So I'm just kind of curious as why he's continuing this politics because he tried the. I think the other thing is is like he's just so senile. He, if I remember correctly, he's they they asked him about it right as soon as Breyer announced his resignation, and he tried to backpedal from it, and then he like put himself back into the into the mix again by saying like, Oh, but I will, he, he was like, well, I'm going to look at the best candidates and the best thing, but I will look at black women, you know, and he'd like kind of put himself back into it when he could have just walked it back a little bit and gave himself some space, but he's an idiot. And he didn't, um, I'm sure they're going to put a, a black woman, a black woman nominee. And then the minute a Republican comes out and questions like, one of these ladies rulings about something they'll get painted as a racist and they'll go hide in their fucking closet. They'll go hide like Trudeau's hiding from the truckers right now and they'll disappear. And then you'll get assholes like Lindsey Graham on Fox news on the Hannity show. to all the boomer cons, all the boomer idiots saying, well, you know, this is Joe Biden's pick. And you know, I, I don't really agree with, uh, with, uh, you know, uh, you know, Sally, uh, Macintosh, uh, you know, uh, I don't really agree, but, you know, that's his prerogative as the president. We need to hear this in the hearing and, you know, and it's like, and then McConnell, we got to take a vote. And of course, they don't control the Senate, so they'll lose because then because this will be an opportunity, right, for who? Mansion and cinema to get back in the good graces with the Democratic Party. Right. Because they're getting killed right now for killing all those bills, for killing the, the Biden, um, what the voting rights that one was one of them. And one of the uh, the big budget packages they were going to do, they killed it. And this will be cinema and mansion will be front and center touting this person, whoever it is. And they'll get back and the, the Democrats will start pumping them money again because they'll use this to get. So it, it's 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 a bigger it's it's a bigger picture um and uh yeah and and of course we'll have a incompetent you know someone who's probably nowhere near qualified uh person to and i feel terrible because some of these women they could actually be good but they'll be known as the affirmative action hire that's plain and simple and we already have one of them on the supreme court sotomayor she's fucking terrible she's an idiot and she's admitted as such, and she's still, and she's, they still put her on the court. She's a fucking moron. She's admitted so. that she's an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. She was like, oh, I didn't go to an Ivy League school because I couldn't pass my fucking tests. You're like, who fucking says that? You know, like, you know, I mean, that's, that's like, why I, that's why I didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing like, you're not, no one's thinking about you to be on the Supreme Court. And the irony of it all is you'd actually probably be a lot better. Thank you. So, so um, nice of you. yeah, you're welcome. Well, you would at least ask a couple of, you know, you wouldn't be like 800,000 children have died of COVID like she did in a friggin' recorded public hearing, like a moron. What'd she say? She said something like a million kids have died of COVID. Some crazy shit in like the, when they were doing the mandate hearing, she sounded like a complete buffoon. Um, and then the whole thing with the mask, the Gorsuch not masking up and, and everything. I'm, I know I'm meandering now away from the, but just, 
but just, you know, whatever it, it is, it is what it is. And our, we live in a joke country and this is what we're subjected to. And we'll, they'll keep sh- uh, pushing our shit in until we finally say stop. And the, the reality of the matter is, is most people aren't going to say stop this, this person, this woman, whoever it is, will become the Supreme court justice and she'll be making fucking retarded rulings. So that's well, the world we live in. There's not going to be a fight on this one. It's a, it's a Democrat for a Democrat and a Republican. Uh, the reality is, Manchin and Cinema won't even be needed. They'll probably get about a few Republicans. It'll be 55 or whatever. Oh, if you're a Republican and you vote for this, you're actually get primaried instantly. Instantly. Well, they, should make, they should make this the fucking Kavanaugh hearings times a million. They should be like, yeah, this fucking broad was was getting dudes drunk and like shoving shit up dudes asses. They should just fucking roll out like just crazy shit. Just have people come out from. Oh, yeah, I knew this. Per- I knew this lady in the past and uh, I-, I saw her fucking drown a puppy in a f- in a barrel of water. Just fu- make it horrible. But the Republicans won't because they have no fight. And I and I hate to say that you're right, but um, I think you'll be right, Todd. I think like I said, you'll have your Lindsey Graham's. You'll have your Lankfords. You'll have your, uh, I don't know, think of any other jerk-off Republican senator. There's so many to pick from. Uh, that'll go like, like you know, and, and Mitch McConnell will make some sort of deal with Schumer and get something out of this, I'm sure. And the Republicans will march in lockstep. And then people will go, I can't believe the Republicans did this. Oh. And, uh, you know, you'll get that for a little bit and then then it'll go away and you'll have this lady on the court for 50 years, you know, uh, trying to, you know, put CRT down your fucking kids throats or whatever. So that's my take. It's fucking stupid. And, you know, calling a Democrat racist is is also fucking dumb because they don't give a fuck. And if you don't fight these people with like I just said, if you don't make this hearing just absolutely miserable, then. You know, fuck the Republicans. You know, why should I, you know, why should I support them? Support them because I'm stuck because our system sucks. And they're the only chance I got every once in a while to get somebody good in there to like stir up the pot. But they should absolutely treat whatever Biden's nominee is like Kavanaugh and just make it miserable. Like if she's not crying on the fucking dais, like then I don't think the Republicans did their job. But there's no way they have, have the guts to do that. I mean, they should dig up every fucking piece of dirt in the pat. Like, dude, they had the FBI investigating Kavanaugh for like a year and a half. It's fucking crazy. And he still sucks. And he's still he's still and he's and he's compromised. They they got to him because the guy still makes shit rulings. So he was supposed to be this rock, rock hard conservative. And he still makes shitty fucking rulings like a shit lib. And and so fuck him. And, uh, you know, because, well, thank God for Clarence Thomas. Thank God for Clarence Thomas. Thank God for um, Alito and uh, Gorsuch. Gorsuch is like when Gorsuch doesn't let his libertarian brain uh, affect him too much. He makes he rules fantastically too. He's had a couple. He's had a couple of uh, I would say triples and doubles. He's he's, he's had some good base hits. Um, because when push comes to shove, I, I, we need these people. And Amy Coney Barrett is going to be a fucking mush because she's a fucking woman. She's going to turn into Sandra Day O'Connor. Watch. She's going to be like, she's going to make two conservative rulings, and that's all you're going to get out of her for the next 20 years. She's going to turn into a complete shit lib. So keep your eye on that. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, I have no faith in these people. I have no faith in the court anyway. Um, the one black guy, the one black guy that's on there, they fucking hate because he's not the right black guy on the right team. Right. So we can't consider Clarence Thomas black. Uh, but this woman that they're going to, you know, that's the other thing. Uh, I'm going to put a black woman on a court. Uh, is it going to be a conservative black one? No, 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 well, no, 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 no. It's going to be some fucking terrible, you know, liberal, awful woman on the court. It's not like they're fucking thinking about putting Condoleezza Rice on there. And I'm just kidding because she's not even really conservative either. But like, I, I'm just throwing her name out there, right? Because she was in the Bush administration. It's like, it's not like they, they think Condoleezza Rice is going to be the Supreme Court justice. Which she might as well. I mean, she would actually be, you would actually get her through and I guarantee you she'd be voting with the, the libs half the time anyway, too. So... It's funny you would bring her up because Dana Perino on the five on Fox News today said that uh, GW wanted to put on a certain black woman um, uh, to be the first African-American woman on the Supreme Court. The Democrats wouldn't allow it. Schumer wouldn't allow it because he literally said in a private uh, conversation that he couldn't allow a Republican to get... um, a black woman uh, on the Supreme Court first. So let me ask you this. Why would George Bush listen to fucking Chuck Schumer? Let me ask you that question. Good question. That's how you know, that's how you know it's complete bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Why the fuck would George W. Bush listen to Chuck Schumer? Sure. Well, I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I'd be like, well, number one, if let's, okay, let's use the Condoleezza Rice example. See what you started, Neil? The, I, I, didn't, I a, said I didn't say Conalinga. Let's say Conalinga Rice sounds like a Mexican dish. Uh, let's just say Bush wanted to put Condoleezza Rice, and I think you know a lot of good things have been said about Condoleezza Rice. And the last time they rolled her out, it was during all the BLM shit, and she was like, "Yeah, this is all bullshit." So they fucking shuffled their ass back into the closet. <laughs> Cause they were like hoping she'd come out and be and do like a Colin Powell and totally just fucking surrender to the libs. But she didn't, she kind of was like, like, what the fuck you're like burn. I live in this country too. And, and uh, yeah, I'm black and black people have had some terrible experiences in this country, but I haven't. And so um, whatever. Anyway. So they like, of course they like, all right, like don't bring her on. I think she said something, she was on the view and said something like that and they like couldn't believe it even though uh we can talk about that too because whoopi's in trouble about uh really? about her holo- yeah she's in trouble because she said shit about the the one forbidden thing you can't talk about in the in this country which is uh the jews and the holocaust uh so so anyway wait what did Whoopi uh, say that it's a hoax no, no, no. We get, we'll get into it in a second. Let me finish my. Let me finish our point on this, and then we can move on to the next topic. So, um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So let's say Bush was like, "Oh, Condoleezza Rice is that thing." Like, why wouldn't he? If she was the best nomination, no. Instead, we get John Roberts. Like, we got John Roberts, and then he was trying to put like Harriet Myers. Harriet Myers, her fucking experience was like a municipal judge writing fucking tickets 
or like adjudicating people's parking tickets. And she had some sort of political connection with the Bush family. And that's how, and, and people are like, Harriet Myers, who the fuck is that? Right. Uh, and, and then, no, instead we get John Roberts. And because we listened to Chuck Schumer, if this is true, did Dana Perino say like that? Like, was she saying that as, a, as if that was like the truth? Like Chuck Schumer told Bush yeah. not to do it. What, how, how was she, what was the context she said, like, as if she was like in the room, like kind of in yeah. the know. Is that, is that? She said she yeah. was a, um, as opposed to um, uh, get the list of names, and she was appointed by Bush to actually head the committee to get a new justice. So yes, right, basically, and, and that is here. yeah. Do you you know what an idiot Dana Perino sounds like, right? I mean, if you. This is why the boomer cons can't be trusted. If you're if you're a fucking boomer con and you're want lit okay. If you're a boomer con and you're watching fucking Fox News and Dana Perino just tells you that Chuck Schumer who was literally out of power until I think the last 2 years of the Bush administration when like the Democrats wound up like taking everything over, right? And she's like, oh, George W. Bush was such a fucking idiot that Chuck Schumer listened that we could have had a big political victory. But Chuck Schumer said, don't do it. We want to do it. And George Bush was like, "Okay." do you you know, like what kind of idiot she sounds like? She sounds like a fucking moron. And then on top of it, we already know how terrible the Bush administration is. But like. Like, just think about that. Who who would admit that on TV? Hey, hey, uh, uh. Hey Gary, um, yeah, what happened when you were going out with this girl? Oh, yeah, I was dating this girl, and my buddy used to fuck her all the time. Uh, but you know, uh, he told me don't worry about it. So, uh, you know, I just let him keep fucking my girlfriend. Like, he, like that's what it basically sounds like. It sounds like such a fucking bitch move. It's unbelievable. Like, oh yeah, you know, like, uh, um. You know, yeah, this dude used to just rob me all the time. And I just, I'm just like, you know, it's okay. He just said, hey, I'm just going to take your shit. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, who admits that on TV? And the, and that's and that's how stupid the Fox audience is. Because she gives that shit up like that. Let's say that's true. I don't know. I don't know how much I believe it, first off. But let's say it is true. Like, I'd be embarrassed. I'd be like, oh, fuck, dude. I voted for, but like, Jesus, what a bunch of clowns. They're going to tell us Trump is a fucking idiot. You know, like these are the same people who are going to preach to us about Trump's an idiot. And Chuck Schumer told them not to put a black justice on because they wanted to do it. Like, wh- what kind of shit is that? Well, uh, I think back then um, the filibuster was still in place for. So what? I How embarrassing would that have been? How embarrassing yeah. would that have been? The Democrats. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like Bush was playing checkers and there's Schumer playing chess. And Schumer's not even smart. Like, that's the fucking killer. It's like these the Democrats aren't even that smart. Like, they're not even that bright. And you're still losing. I mean, that what does that say? It says that you're dumber than someone who's not smart. Or that you just don't care. You're, or you just, you know what? It's already that, bought and paid for anyway. And that, you know what, Neil? That's Thank why you. we have you on the show. And that's no, the show. seriously. Thank no, you, everybody. Have a good night. Show. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So it's going to it's going to be bullshit. It's going to be a big political theater and they're going to ram this fucking pick down our throat. And the minute any Republican or anyone comes out and speaks about this candidate, they'll fucking try to blow them out of the water. They'll be like, uh, you know, 
if you, you know, you'll see the Washington Post opinion articles, and I'll just say this last week, but you'll get Washington Post, New York Times, all these articles saying like, um, you know, if I was a senator from Arizona, it'd be like, the senator from Arizona doesn't like the new black justice. Is he a closeted Nazi? You know, you're going to get articles like that. And Republicans can't, Republicans want to be liked and they want to be like written well of in the Washington Post and the New York Times and all the other papers that nobody fucking reads anymore. Like nobody reads the fucking New York, nobody, right? Everybody gets their, anyone who's anybody who's in their 30s and 40s, they're not reading fucking paper copies of the Times, right? So, you know, anyway, so like that's that's going to be the end of it. But yeah, they're going to they're going to they're going to try to humiliate conservatives. They're going to make this all about race. And it's going to be where they're going to they're going to try to turn this around on us and say we're the bad guys because we're because, of course, the pick is going to be complete garbage. And people are going to be like, yo, this person is not qualified. And they're going to turn it into a race. Thing. I mean, they're talking about Stacey Abrams sister. It's like, fuck, you kidding me? So. Um. Yeah. So that that's where we're at. And you know, again, in reality, it it this sets Black Americans back another fifty fucking years because again, they're going to pick a woman based on her color and her gender, and it's not about merit, and it's not about um, you know, this person actually being the best one, and they'll always have that stain on them. And quite frankly, if I was one of the women nominated, I'd be like, I don't want to be nominated like this. I'd be like, I want to, I want to compete against my peers. I want to compete against white dudes. I want to compete against Mexican dudes. I want to compete against Mexican women or, you know, or not Mexican, but Hispanic, right? Like Puerto, you know, Puerto Rican, right? Americans of Hispanic descent, whatever you fucking an acronym and hyphen bullshit you want to be like, I want to compete against everybody. I want to be the best of the best. But no, instead, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I deserve this. You know, it's like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You're like the fucking last guy pick, picked in dodgeball. Right. Good for you. Um, that movie was on, yeah. on Sunday. It's a great movie. It is a good movie. And uh, these they're not going to be dodging wrenches. Yeah. So you uh, dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yes. That's right. Words to live by. All right. So that let's, that's my hot hot two cents. Let's yeah. talk about the Canadian truckers, the hero heroes of the working man or woman, and quite frankly, uh, the Democrats don't like them. I I, I think it's funny. Shock, the, shocking words of shocking breaking news. We're breaking news here. Review the on. news. Let's let's Look. uh Todd Todd let's uh. What, why don't you just describe to the to the listener exactly what's going on? Why 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 are they doing this? Well, the Canadian tr- truck drivers are sick and tired of being told what they have to do um, for this vaccine mandate uh, that uh, Justin Trudeau in Canada um, is trying to force them to do. And by the way, he's in hiding right now, so that's what that's, that's great. Uh, that no, Todd. Is. No, Todd. He tested positive for COVID. Oh, yes. Even though he's got the triple booster and he wants these guys to get vaccinated, he's still testing positive. He like, go go on, Todd. I'm sorry, because I I can't even even wait to get started. Go on, Todd. We'll get into that, too. But 
the the truckers themselves were fighting for the right uh, to not take the vax, and uh, you know, in Canada, they they don't have as as much as we want to rail about the American system. We do have a bill of rights. We have a little bit more freedom than than uh, most other countries do. In Canada, there the truckers are doing what they can to say, hey, we don't want to do this. We don't want to take this. And uh, it's become uh, news, but like you said, Neil, you've got to find it. You, you know, it's yeah. being not covered by most of the media. You, but it's a, it's a very interesting story because they're they're uh, going through Canada and they're on on a march basically, with with their trucks saying we don't want to take this. Who's paying for the gas? That's what I want to know. That's a good. They point. have. They have two to four years of resources so they can stay in Ottawa. This was just out, I think, yesterday or earlier today. They have enough resources to pay for food and fuel and all that stuff for two to four years. You know, Gary, um, this, this made me think about you before you get wound up and, and get going because I, I was actually quoting you because you've been saying forever. Um, you don't really give a shit about what goes on in the world until there's no more food on the shelves. And man, this is about as close as, uh, as we've come so far to that, huh? Now you're fucking with the supply chain. Yeah. So I, I have a, I have a few things to say about this. Um, so, so number one, just follow up with Todd. So, uh, the Canadian government mandated that all truckers have to have, be vaccinated um, and you, I, I think even you can't take like a load internationally into Canada without being vaccinated. So if you're an American trucker, you're going to take something into Canada. I think you also ought to be vaccinated. Um, and right now you have like 50,000 truckers uh, log jamming uh, Ottawa. Someone, someone tweeted, uh, there's a guy who uh, I guess you would call uh, we're Twitter mutuals. Uh, his, he's a uh, Philibus Arabus was, uh, talking about, um, he, he was on a thread I was reading and they were talking about, uh, I think the truckers have even blocked now some of the major arteries that go into the United States. One is like the ambassador bridge in Michigan, which is a huge, huge bridge where a lot of Canadian trucking goes over. If, if, if you know, there's like two, there's two major bridges. I know there's one that goes into Michigan. And that kind of feeds into Detroit and then elsewhere, Chicago, I think. Um, I'm not super caught up on, on the whole uh, supply chain um, part of that. But I also know there's a huge bridge, I think, or, or crossing that goes uh, from Toronto towards Buffalo. Um, and I don't know the name of that crossing, but he was talking about you know, because uh, someone was like, oh, all the Canadian truckers are, blo are blocking some roads into the U.S. He goes, it doesn't mean shit unless they block this one thing called the Ambassador Bridge or the Ambassador Crossing. And somebody responded to him is like, no, I'm there. Or, I'm, no, they're they're there for sure. I know like they're they're blocking the Ambassador Bridge right now. So that kind of goes back to your point about my point, which is, yeah, now now they're clogging major arterial uh, ways in and out of both countries. And that can be very detrimental because the one thing that people don't realize is Canada is still a major exporter of raw materials. So not even just 
Well, I mean, you know, we've had conversations about this before, like the lumber and the wood, uh, but also just a lot of regular uh, raw materials, uh, minerals and things like that. Uh, Not to mention, not to mention oil. Um, But yeah, so you have, so you have, um, yeah, huge issues. Uh, So they've, they've got into, uh, so the other point about them having enough food and money. So the one guy was, uh, um, so they're in Ottawa. So the main point was they're going to drive around the country and meet in Ottawa, which is the federal capital of Canada. Uh, that's where their, I guess you would call like their white house and their Capitol Hill is, is in Ottawa. And, um, basically they're going to park and protest in the Capitol. That's at the rally point. And they're going to stay there until Trudeau comes out and hears them. Um, and so the, one of the leaders today or something, he's like, goes by big red, I think, or, or something, uh, made a statement to the media or one of the alternative media sites that got picked up and was like, look, we have like two to four years worth of like food and money to sustain this. So earlier today, an Ottawa city councilman went to try to sue the truckers because of course they're blocking all the roads in Ottawa. They've got their trucks parked everywhere. Right. Um, and they've basically overloaded the system, which is which is really the only way to defeat the system is to overload the system in manners like this. Because awesome. what are the cops? What are the cops going to do? You can't arrest and tow fifty thousand truckers. You'll be there for years. You did. You'd probably have to call every tow truck in Canada, right? And because you're not talking about towing cars either, you need a a a truck size tow. You need a big rig tow. Um, uh, not saying the Canadian government's not going to try this here, but. Uh, so uh, a Canadian council person came out and now they're going to sue. They're going to try to sue for all that money that is basically been set aside and collected to sustain the truckers while they're in Ottawa so that they have to leave early. So the government wants to illegally steal the money from the truckers just because they don't like the truckers. They don't like the protest. Um, then you have, uh, I know I just went dark here, but I'm trying to pull something up here. Um, Trudeau won't meet the truckers, but he, he uses that. And he's like, uh, his quote is I have attended protests and rallies in the past when I agreed with the goals. Cause he doesn't agree with this goal. He's like black lives matter is an excellent example of that. So this guy is, is obviously, um, you know, a sycophant. He's, a he's really, he really is. He, he's a, uh, you know, he's the worst of the worst. He's a World Economic Forum junior leader that's elevated into the prime uh, minister uh, position for Canada. And here's the other thing. Justin Trudeau is like an hourly employee that's ran out of PTO because every time there's a major incident or major crisis in Canada, this motherfucker catches COVID. You know, this is like the second or third time he's tested positive for COVID. Every time there's something major, right, going on, he tests he tests for COVID. Like, he loves COVID. He loves COVID because every time – it's like – he's like the dude who comes up to you and he's like, hey, boss, hey, man, uh, me and my girl, we're, like, trying to go away for the week, you know? And you're like, yeah, dude, uh, that's cool, but, like, you used all your PTO up. 
Oh, really? Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's cool. I'll just tell my girl we're not going to go. You're like, all right. Uh, next morning, you get a call. Hey, you know, I, I got to be out for 10 to 12 days. You're like, well, well what's going on? It's like, oh, I tested positive for COVID. And you're like, oh, and that's how people get like free vacation days, right? Because you just show up to, that you tested positive for COVID. The, what? the irony or the stupidity or whatever the, the right word or words are is that if, it, if the whole problem is that you want them to get vaccinated, but you are vaccinated and you keep getting sick, then what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> well, that, that was my next point, and I'm glad you stole my thunder on that because that was the, the following point I was going to make. But it just goes – it's – it's that. no, no. I mean, because it is a – it's a fantastic point, and it should be made. So whether any of – you know, whoever makes it here, it, it needs to be made. But, like, yeah, I mean – he, he's a complete coward, and I really, really uh, hope these truckers um, – uh, I really hope they're successful. And uh, I saw this tweet, and I really apologize because it was a phenomenal tweet, and I, I think it was in a non-account. Maybe I saw it uh, on our friend Dave Pinson. Maybe he liked it, uh, and that's where I saw it. I can't remember. But a guy was like – he's like – what I find really wild is that you have Australians who would wrestle the sun. This was like a direct quote because I thought it was so good. He's like, you have like Americans, right? Uh, I'm kind of just paraphrasing this thing, but it's like you had Americans that have like all these guns and they've been like apathetic about like the whole COVID thing. And I guess to the benefit of the U S is because we have different States, you've just seen a lot of people kind of shifting and moving around people who could right. Go from state, different state to different state. Like Florida has been wide open. People have been enjoying, people have been enjoying it like AOC. Um, And then New York is completely locked down. Right. So maybe here it's harder to, to generate a lot of angst because um. I guess the federal government in Canada really has uh, the heavy, like really overarching, they, they've been supported by the courts to do their mandates where our mandates at least got thrown out by the Supreme court. So I think some of the institutions have kind of worked to protect some people with COVID. I mean, it's still been outrageous, but there's been some stops here. But he makes the point, like, Americans are kind of apathetic, right? But we're, we're basically meant out to be, like, these gun-toting monsters. And he's like, Australians are known for, like, wanting to wrestle the sun, right? Australians have this reputation of being, like, these bad – and he's like, they've cowed the most. He's like, they basically put these people in camps who test for COVID. And he goes – and then you get the Canadians who are known as, like, the nicest, easygoing people in the world, and they're, like – driving fucking semi-trucks through buildings, you know, like doing crazy shit to stop the COVID. And you know what? I love it. If that's what it takes to wake up, because the Canadian people are, are, and I, I talk about, um, uh, what's the, I can't think of the, uh, George Grant. Um, I talk about George Grant all the time. Who's a phenomenal Canadian philosopher. The Canadian people deep down inside are very good people. Um, but they've been totally cucked by global homo for the last half century. And of course, being like our, our bag man, 
um, the United States and, and their elites have totally sold the Canadian people out, um, you know, decades ago. Uh, but the Canadian people are good people and it's nice to see them get outraged and to stick up for their freedoms and to stick up for, um, you know, their right, their rights, uh, their medical rights. And, um, no, I wish, I wish them all the success and I, I'll be following closely, but I thought, I think you brought up another point earlier, Neil, that is also fantastic, which is you, you don't see any of this on the media. If you don't go onto the internet. Well, I think and, that's equally as big a story as, as the story. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. And again, that goes with the, the narrative, right? They're not going to let, they especially don't want Americans Right. They want Americans watching Dana Perino talk about how Chuck Schumer fucking okie doke George W. Bush about a black Supreme Court nominee. They want that pumped in through the TV all the time. Right. Rather than constantly showing uh, these truckers out there. And there's there's there, you know, um, Trudeau's out there saying, oh, it's just a minority of people. I mean, you're, you're talking about 50,000 truckers plus all the people now that have poured into Ottawa supporting the truckers um, and trying to get rid of these vaccine mandates in Canada. Um, and to your point, Neil, which is perfect, uh, motherfucker keeps testing positive for COVID, yet wants everybody to get vaccinated through the eyeball. Oh, I, oh, I know. Uh, at first it was going to, you're not going to get COVID if you get the vaccine. Now it's, uh, if you get COVID, it's not going to be as bad. And then it's like, well, you're still going to get co, and it, you know they'll just keep moving it along because people have been injecting this DNA or this mRNA mystery juice into their bodies, and um, you know, and it doesn't do shit. It doesn't do a fucking thing. So you still get COVID. What was the um, thing you said to and- the group? It was like, well, you you'll get COVID, but you go to heaven. You get COVID and die, but you go to heaven. <laughs> I'm going to take a different side of this. I'm going to steal or borrow lately from our friend Kevin, Kevin at Kevin Cosman underscore Kevin underscore Cosman, who said, uh, it's great to see that the socialists are upset that the truckers and the workers are uniting. So the socialists really don't want their workers to unite. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that, I mean, it's, it, that's obvious because they're not into any of that shit. They just, they just say that, right? I mean, they say whatever they need to say. That's what I mean. And that goes, I mean, I hate to keep going back and beating a dead horse, but that goes back to my point about the Supreme Court, which is the Republicans should make a complete, you know, disaster out of the hearing. They should just make it like a, a nightmare, an absolute nightmare, regardless of who the nominee is, not just because it's a black woman, but even if Biden goes back and, and sticks a white guy there, they should just make it um, the worst possible thing, right? And and that's what the people who claim to be socialists know, right? They, t- they say workers, 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 and then the workers go, we don't want to do that. They go, hey, we need to start shooting the workers. I mean, they did that in the Soviet Union. It was like, um, great book by Richard Pipes. Um, you know, they, it took forever to get the workers on board with the with the Soviets, and they had to shoot a fucking shit ton of the workers to finally get them to come around. And um, 
you know, you look at the workers, uh, the parent, the, uh, the per, uh, Juan Perón, the Peronista movement, right, was very left wing um, with the trade unions, but the trade unions wound up going uh, and becoming right wing. My point being is that the, the politics of the workers don't always necessarily follow um, anything other than pay me more money, right? I mean, so you, if the socialists are saying, well, we're for the workers uniting. Oh, by the way, we'll pay you more money. Well, then the workers are going to go for it. But if they're like, hey, we need you to unite. And by the way, you're going to starve to death. The workers are going to say, get fucking lost. So, um, because they're uh, incentivized by their own life and well-being like any other person. So this collective kind of crap. But yeah, I mean, Kevin's right about that. It's also I've also seen that as well. I mean, that's a, a great point. But uh Look, anyone who still thinks that these people are ideological in any sense of the way, other than just a complete drive for power, are either uh, idiot academics or uh, just idiot people who listen to idiot academics. So, yeah, that's what I think about the truckers. Crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Wild. wild I love it. Dude, I told you, 2022, everybody was like, oh, 2022 things are going to, dude, I'm telling you, bro. It's going to be uh, – just wait. We're not even – we haven't even got – we haven't even crept towards the elections yet. Just wait until the fucking craziness. Just wait. It's going to be – 2022 is going to be way worse than 2020. Just watch. Just, I hate to be the black – I hate to be the black pill guy on the show, but that's kind of my role. But um, I, d- I just want somebody because it was brought up last year. Not going to happen. And this is a joke, but I just want someone when the Republicans take control of the House, I want someone to nominate Trump to be Speaker of the House. But that would make me laugh. Because I, you know, there's a loophole that the House Speaker doesn't have to be a House member. So, yeah. I, and you know what? Why not? You Why not? I mean, I don't even know at this point if Trump would be even effective. Like, you know, I don't even know what he's going to do pre- presidentially. And we've talked about this before, but it's like, why not? Just just do crazy shit. Why not? Like, just like, again, I, I always go and I don't, again, I don't want to get on a whole nother diatribe, but I'm always like, yo, the Constitution's dead, right? So just do just do it. You're if, if the Republicans get elected and they're in power, just do it, man. Just do whatever you want. Just go ahead. Just do it. Don't be like, oh, the New York Times is going to have this terrible write-up if we nominate Trump as speaker. Why? Just do it. Who cares? People's attention span is 10 seconds, and once the Republicans learn that, they'll be lethal. But they never seem to be able to learn that lesson. So they're idiots. The left, the left sets the sets the game, and then the Republicans play. Instead of just going like, instead of just flipping the fucking board over. And going, fuck you, Trump is now the Speaker of the House. And we don't give a shit. You can't do anything. You don't have the votes. What are they going to do? What would the Democrats do? Say, get rid of the Constitution? I mean, what, what would they do? So. Well, they already kind of have. So, yeah. Well, that's my, that's my point. Right. So, anyway, what's the, what was the next one, Neil? All right. Well, so I didn't say this one in my um, opener, and that's my fault because uh, it's kind of a big deal. The uh, the uh, the taking back of the Ukraine, Gary. It's getting yeah, it's well, getting pretty pretty hairy. 
we had a uh, we had Dave, who was the guest host uh, last week, and we talked a lot about Ukraine. It was pretty hot and heavy last week too. Um, so I won't get too long into it unless there's a, some specific no. things you want to talk about. But my 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 feeling is uh, here's the one thing I uh, I sent Thomas a text today. Uh, and I, I just, out of the blue, I was like, bro, if you're around, you know, I'd love to have you on the show. Cause I'd love, I like, uh, he's been tweeting some of like the history, like when he does the Soviet union and cold war stuff. Well, you, I mean, you guys know this, he's, he's fantastic. Um, and I was just trying to, he's probably busy or whatever, but I just shot him a text. I was like, I'd really like you to get on. And the, the one thing I wanted to talk to him about, and maybe this is something we can talk about in the future if people are still interested, but the one thing that I have found and now I'm going to be the white pill guy. The one thing I've found that's really good so far about this whole Ukraine, Russia thing is nobody supports this shit. Like no, nobody supports this shit. It's Joe Biden and Washington DC that are all about this Ukraine, Russia nonsense, but nobody gives a fuck about it. Right. Any, any person you talk to um, is like, don't, we don't want to get involved. Like don't get us involved. Everybody. Everybody you talk to, um, except for the crazies with the Putin bullshit, right? Now, funny, right? Putin didn't start any of this shit until Biden got in office. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, Trump was his puppet. Uh, um, but like, you know, that that to me is a good like. If I want to say something is good that's happening in twenty two, like that's a great direction is most Americans, especially after the Afghan debacle, um, they're like, fuck that shit. Like, we don't want to get involved. Like, we don't want to get involved at all. Like, don't send any troops. Who wants to die for that? Nobody. Nobody wants to go and die at the Ukraine-Russian border. And the Republicans need to dust off their Henry Cavett Lodge. God knows who I'm talking about. The anti-war Republicans of the Wilsonian era right in world war 1 dust off their playbook and fucking rail about the democratic warmongering because i don't give a fuck if putin invades half of eastern europe let the europeans fight okay if we want to do what we did in world war 1 which is come in 4 years after everybody's done fucking killing each other and mop up maybe i'll think about it but like let the Ger- look if the Russians are that bad, where are the Poles? Where are the Germans? Where are the French? Where, where, where are the Swedes? Where are the, uh, you know, the Danish? Where are the Swiss? The French already surrendered, Gary. Well, that's, you know, they, yeah, Macron already wrote up the, the surrender. But my point is, is like, and, and I don't want to hear this NATO shit because we went and we talked about it last, last week. NATO's fucking garbage. It shouldn't be used for any of this. Right. We should, Ukraine shouldn't be in NATO. Georgia shouldn't be in NATO. Uh, the country, obviously, um, because the state is actually in NATO, right? Because they're part of the United States. Um, but, but yeah, uh, that's the one good thing I've seen. Like nowhere, even, even some left wing think tanks I've seen are like, yeah, this is like a bad idea. And they were pushing like the, you know, a lot of them were pushing the Russia Gate shit. And, you know, and then again, that exposes the Russiagate shit once again as what it was, which was just political theater. It was complete garbage. And the Republicans like Paul Ryan, who run Fox News now, hid from that when they knew 
that it was trash and they didn't help Trump for two years when they controlled both houses and Trump was trying to put his policies through. And, uh, you know, that's the one happy thing about Ukraine. I really don't think anything will happen in Ukraine. Um, And if he goes and takes over the Ukraine, well, my, my feelings are good luck to the Ukrainians. Uh, You should call some of your neighbors to help you if, if you really want to repel the Russians. Uh, But let's be honest, there's a large, sizable population in Ukraine that's pro-Russian. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's I'm I'm not going there to fight. Uh, I certainly wouldn't want my children to go over there and fight. I wouldn't want any of you to have to go over there and fight uh, in the Ukraine. We're too old. We missed the cutoff. No. Oh, yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to come out and say something I've ever said. Sure. It should not have been in World War One at all, and it shouldn't have been in World War Two. So I disagree. With I also, yes. well, of course you do, and you're and you'd be wrong, but um, <laughs> I don't think we should have been in any war. I don't think American. I, I think neither of those wars involved us. I think they were both European wars. I think FDR got okie doke by Stalin and Churchill because FDR was a mental midget. Um, and I also think Wilson was this uh, dreamer who was a mental midget and the British okie doked Wilson into um, well, into getting involved in World War One when Wilson campaigned on not getting us involved in World War One. So Churchill like basically give FDR everything and he, just, he gave him everything to, to join the war out of desperation. Like maybe an offer he couldn't refuse, didn't he? Uh, Churchill could have made peace with Hitler. There was a couple of times where Churchill had an opportunity to make peace with Hitler and they both and they could have destroyed the real true menace, which was Stalin and the Soviet Union. I mean, that, that that's also a fact. But yes, you're right. I mean, Churchill gave up everything to get FDR. In, but that's kind of the British. They give up everything, yet we wind up holding the bag. And that's the how why the British are, are so much better at the diplomacy. Um. All, all that, and they've been because they've been doing it for centuries. Um, so running rings around Americans uh, is not is not very difficult for the British. I mean, look at the British today. The British don't have anything yet. We're still doing shit that the British would be doing. Um, but it's not it's not an unpopular opinion, Todd. You're absolutely right. We shouldn't have been involved in World War One, and had we not gotten involved in World War One, we wouldn't we wouldn't have gotten involved in World War Two. It was the cascading effect. So, I mean, the only reason we got involved really was the bombing of Pearl Harbor. If that doesn't happen, I'm not sure we get involved in that. Yeah, but a lot of that stuff was orchestrated, and a lot of that stuff was Roosevelt putting uh, dangling things out there um, by block blockading Japan. We look, we had no reason to. We really had no reason to be. Um, uh, we had really had no reason to agitate the Japanese. Um, but the Russians were smart. Look, Stalin, there's a great book. Uh, you know, it's a, he's guys actually been pretty popular on Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of guys who've been reading them. Uh, his name's Sean McNeekin. Uh, he put this book out called Stalin's war and Stalin basically played the Japanese into conflict with the British and the United States because Stalin didn't want the Japanese operating in Russia. He wanted or in uh, China because Stalin wanted uh, China. So uh, for his own influence and uh, and Manchuoko 
which which was uh, Mancuria, but it was called Manchuoko when the Japanese held it. And um, and McMeekin does a great job explaining the how Stalin basically pulled the strings. And what happened was is the Japanese had to turn to other areas for resources. Um, and that drew them into conflict with the United States. And then, of course, the United States under FDR um, exacerbated it by being very antagonistic by not allowing the Japanese to trade. And when the Japanese were their backs were on the corner, they had no other uh, option but to strike. That doesn't fucking well, and don't even dare take this as like me giving the Japanese a pass for what they did. But I'm just saying, like the these guys. And this is what the elite does today. This is what's going on in the Russia-Ukraine thing. These elites that go to fucking Yale and Harvard, right, they just play a game. And they play these diplomatic games, and they have these meetings and these conferences. And who fucking dies? We do. Okay? Because they don't die. All right? They they get reelected. They become ambassadors. They go be these other things. They don't die. But yet, they're the ones having these conversations and writing these treaties and signing these things and... And next thing you know, you got old Bob Smith walking around Pearl Harbor and getting fucking bombed into oblivion, having no idea why the Japanese are attacking him. And it's because fucking FDR has been antagonizing him for the last two years. So, um, well, you know. I just I just uh, listened to a podcast today how how uh, uh, Germany Hitler uh, did not have to declare war on the United States. And the the war could have gone differently if that had he had he had to because that was part of the um, tripartite pact he had signed with Japan. He couldn't do that. They were his allies, and they were like tight allies. Mm-hmm. So okay. he had to. That was part of the tripartite. See that again? Like that's well, oh Hitler didn't have to clear. What it's like? Yeah, he fucking did. It was part of the tripartite. Yes, yes, he did. He was obligated by treaty, just like fucking NATO. It's like. You have to come to Afghanistan with us. Well, why? Why do I have to go to Afghanistan with you, right? If I'm a NATO country, like well, a US, why do I have to go to all oh, because the treaty says when when one is attacked, we're all attacked. So now fucking Romania has to come to fucking Afghanistan. You know, it's like it's it's yeah, it's it's uh, again, it's like uh, these elites sign these treaties, and it's like you got to come to Afghanistan. Is it the Romanian president going to Afghanistan? No. It's like a bunch of fucking Romanian kids that are in the Romanian army, just like American kids in the American army that are fucking going. And I didn't sign any fucking treaty. What's my beef with the Taliban? I don't give a fuck. You know? Hey, they put Osama bin Laden. So send a hundred dudes in to go kill Osama bin Laden. Who gives a fuck about the Taliban? Right? And guess who's back, right? I mean, it's like 20 years later. Guess who's back in charge of the place? The Taliban. So it's stupid. Um, not to rehash that whole thing, but I'm just saying like, this is why people, you got to be careful. It's like, and this is why I'm happy because most people now they're starting to catch on to this shit. They're like, Hey, I'm not going to the Ukraine. I'm not fighting for the Ukraine. You're not, you, you want to send the Ukrainians some tents and some hats, maybe a couple pair of shoes. That's cool. Send them that shit. But like, we don't need to get involved. We don't need to get involved, but the military industrial complex has to make money. Right, because they lost Afghanistan. That was their fucking. That was the the golden goose. Was the military industrial complex is Afghanistan? Okay. That was laying. That was laying golden eggs the size of your fucking head, Todd. And and when they killed that bird, 
they started looking for somewhere else. And right now it's like, let's sell the Ukrainians all this shit. And it's like, no, don't I'll, fucking do it. I'll give you a scenario. Ukraine becomes this generation's Korean War. Where, where we're basically, maybe not the Korean War, but we have troops on the, on the border for 56 years. Just hey Todd, here's here's an unpopular opinion. Ready? Give North Korea, give North Korea, South Korea. I don't care. Give give them the whole fucking island. I don't fucking care. Let the South Koreans fight. Again, who's in the middle of that shit? We are thirty five thousand troops. Why? Oh, we gotta defend South Korea. Why? 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 Why do I have to die in South Korea for Koreans? Let the fucking Koreans figure it out. Right, I I know it's unpopular. I don't fucking care about North Korea or South Korea or any Koreans. Sorry, like I don't fucking care about you. I care about Americans. My now, brother was Korean, and you know what? I care very much no, about him. Uh, I would also I would also disagree with you. Your brother in law is an American of Korean descent, and That's to true. him I and to him I say salutations. He probably could not give want, a fuck less about what's going on, and, and I want no harm done <laughs> to your. He don't know nobody in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I'm just saying, like, obviously, if there's Americans who happen to be descended from Koreans, yes, of course, I want no harm to, to, to come to you. But like on the Korean peninsula with Koreans, let the Koreans figure it the fuck out. I mean, this this is like, I, I, you know, what? and it's it, it, I will I will have to admit, like when I first went in um to the military and all that other stuff i was very ideological i was very i had this idea of what i thought war was meant to be right a lot of maybe too much rudyard kipling or maybe not enough um i should say but but after you go and you experience and you see the amount of graft and you see the the incompetence and you see everything uh, before your eyes, it's it, it, to me, it is very hard. Like when I see these veterans, like warm up, when I see the Dan Crenshaws, I mean, the guy lost a fucking eye and now he's agitating to get into Russia and Ukraine. I can't believe it. It's like, I can't believe you saw what you saw and did what you did. And you think it's a good idea to start another conflict. Like, I just don't get it. Um, now, if somebody were ever to step on the soil, bro, I'm ready to suit up. I don't care if I'm 40. 400 or 4,000 years old, you know, I, I mean, that, 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 that's not even a question. That's not even a question. The Russians show up on the shores here. I mean, we're, I'm killing fucking Russians all day, baby, but you know, to get involved in something again, you have Germany and France and the UK, let them figure it the fuck out. Like, you know, well, like, why do we got to be there? Why? It, it doesn't make any sense. And until someone explains to me how it affects how I have to get up every day in the morning and go to work um, and pay my bills, when they explain what it, what that's going to do, okay. And if you say if you say the the D word to me, I'll punch you in the face, okay. Because if you say some stupid shit like because of fucking democracy, I'm going to attack you, all right. Because that's bullshit. All right. That's complete bullshit. The only reason why they don't like Putin, and I said this last week, and then I'll get off my soapbox here. The only reason why they don't like Putin is because they he's perceived to be a right winger. He's perceived to be a nationalist. If Putin was Stalin, the media would love him. You'd have Walter Durante writing about starving Ukrainians as people who just are on a weight loss program. Okay. <laughs> 
So you you would have you know the New York Times would be publishing fucking uh, you know uh, puff pieces about Putin if Putin was a left winger. Okay, the reason why they don't like Putin is because Putin won't allow transgender library reading to fucking kids. All right, that's why they don't like Putin because Putin banned that shit and they don't like it. Right. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and that's why they don't like Putin it has nothing to do with anything else. It's all again, it's all I know I've said this word a couple of times. It's all ideological. It has no it has no geopolitical. There's no geopolitical strategy behind any of this shit. There's nothing. Right. Because if you wanted to just end Putin today, you'd blow up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and then he couldn't make any fucking money. But are they going to do that? No. So do you like again, Putin, it, Gary? I, I don't I, I I think Putin look, I think when you look at Russian history, um, they've been ruled by all types of strong men their entire um, existence. okay? Um, do I think Putin is is a good guy? Um, I think that's subjective based on where you are. Um, if you're a part of the Russians who benefit from Putin's policies, you probably like Putin. If you're a Russian who disagrees with everything that Putin does and says, then you probably despise him, which sounds a lot like everything else in this country. So um, I really don't have an opinion of him. I think he's I think we should keep him at arm's length. I don't think he's, you know, um, actually, let me take that back. I think that I don't know if we've ever tried to have an honest relationship with Putin in the sense of like, have we actually just sat down and been like, okay, look, we want to trade this and we want you to trade us that. And let's see how that deal works for a couple of years. And then we'll come back and talk about a few other things. I don't know if that's ever happened, right. To even give the guy a chance. Maybe that, maybe we have, and he like try to s- screw people over immediately. And that's why uh, a reason, but I've, I've never, no one's ever presented Hey, this one treaty he signed and then he didn't provide, you know, we were going to buy a billion dollars worth of widgets and he took the billion dollars and didn't give us the widgets. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, maybe, maybe again, maybe that's happened and I just don't know about it, but I've never heard anything like that. So, I I mean, I guess I'm neutral. Make the best of widgets over there. Whatever. You know what, you know what I mean? But like, you're basically describing trust, but verify. Right. I mean, and again, like he, he, he is doing what he thinks is best for Russians. And sometimes that's not what's uh, best for America, but I refuse to just take at face value the New York times and the Washington post say he's bad and I'm not going to fucking run away and go, he's bad. And it's like, yeah, he's killed some journalists and he's done some bad shit. And it's like, You know, again, I go back to uh, Stalin and other left-wing dictators, Fidel Castro, when they were throwing journalists and fucking people in jail and killing people and shit like that. Nobody batted an eye. Nobody fucking said these are evil people. They were like, well, you know what? They're trying their best and, you know, uh, whatever. So I don't give a fuck. Like when the media is like, yeah, Putin maybe smoked a journalist or, you know, he, he, he's limited the press. I don't give a fuck. I don't live in Russia. I don't care. Okay. Uh, don't be a journalist in Russia then. There's some advice for you. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. You know, leave Russia. 
I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Um, that's the way the guy rules the country. And if you can't leave and, and you want to be a journalist and you want to talk shit, even though they, you know he's going to fucking smoke you, then I guess you got a fucking mental problem. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's so. just, quite frankly, what you're saying, unless he puts nukes in Cuba and creates uh, Cuban Missile Crisis 2 where he can attack the United States. Yeah, they, but that's a canard. That's a canard too, Todd, because we were putting nukes in Turkey. I mean, so so everybody talks about all oh, the Russians were putting nukes in Cuba. Yeah, well, why did the Russians do? Nobody did. Everybody, anyone ever ask? Hey, why would the Russians just decide to put nukes in Cuba? It wasn't like they got a hair up their ass one day, and Khrushchev was just like, you know what? I think I want seven thousand nukes in Cuba. I think that'd be a good idea because the U.S. they're not going to do shit about it. No, it was like, again, we put Turkey in NATO, right? And that was a twofold purpose. One, it was to be a counterbalance to um, the Soviets. And it was also to get them to stop fucking with the Greeks. Right. And then we start putting nukes in Turkey. And then we have like a Mediterranean fleet with nukes and shit. And it's like, it's so it's like, it's not like the Russians woke up one morning and they were like, Hey, it's a good idea to put nukes in Cuba. That doesn't fucking happen. It didn't happen. Right. But then they turn around the Cuban missile, all the Russians are going to fucking kill everybody. And it's like, yeah. How did we get to that point? Nobody ever talks about that. So, you know, whatever. That's true. Hey, uh, so, you. Yes, Todd. So what's, what else is on your list? What else is on my list? Well, I, um, I don't know if you want to get into the Joe Rogan stuff. Yeah. Or the, oh, yeah. Um, yes. Because okay. I think we have differing views on this. So, Gary, I'll let you go first. Oh, I've talked enough in the last. You two take you two take it for a little bit. I'm sure. <laughs> well, it sounds like Gary's against Joe Rogan, so I'm going to say, "Hey, what the fuck, Gary?" I love the fact that Joe Rogan. I'm not against. I'm not against Joe Rogan. I'll I'll, I'll say my piece, but you guys go ahead. Okay, I I love the fact that a mainstream podcaster, a mainstream person, in uh, the not uh, the not so mainstream media, but someone that had some clout. Is being attacked now. Uh, you know, it brings attention. Uh, Joe Rogan basically is not really a Democrat or Republican. He basically it's just Joe Rogan, and he's um, a comedian. Uh, yeah, basically yes, but but he does good interviews. It's, his podcast is great. Yeah, very podcast. good interviews. Yeah. Actually, like I heard somebody say today, he sometimes does uh, his job. Or the media's job better than they do, and they don't like that for the most part. Um, he, he he has very insightful questions, and now that he he's willing to talk about the vaccine not being um, the right thing to to do, or there's some problems with the vaccines or anything else, just because he's willing to entertain that conversation. The, the he's getting backlash and now there's going to be warnings on his podcasts and all of this stuff it's really really uh something you know he uh what i admired about him before all this most recent nonsense was uh he was one of those people that um you know he wasn't just talking he did it like when he got fed up with the lockdowns of california he moved 
He moved to Texas, and I thought that was pretty uh, is noble the right word that you know he was he's not full of shit, you know. And I'm not a huge Joe Rogan fan, but I do listen to the show on occasion. And uh, like you said, I think he's very good at it. And uh, he's I mean, lots of comedians started podcasts when when the podcast came out. Right. And nobody's done it better than him. Well, I just love the fact he's willing to talk to people. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. you don't see people wanting to talk to just anybody. I just just on both sides of an issue with multiple sides of an issue. He's willing yeah. to have a conversation, which in America we don't do anymore. We don't want to talk to someone that we disagree with. Heaven forbid we actually would actually have a conversation with someone. I mean, because you can't do that anymore. Um, but uh, but he does that, and that's why his podcast is so popular. Plus, he's very good at what he does. Yeah, he's funny, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... But What's, but, his, uh, what's that, Tom? I'm sorry. He's got 11 million... Uh, audience, that's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. How much money do do you make if you have that many listeners? Well, he sold sold to Spotify for like what forty million or something like that. Oh my god! Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or it was never like a hundred million. It was like a lot. Never, hear from, you never made, hear from me again, man. It was it was a lot. Yeah. See you later. Well, when we saw this podcast to Spotify. You know, for uh, forty dollars. Forty dollars, yeah. <laughs> couple zeros, left out a couple zeros. Um. So, what do you what do you think, Gary? Well, first thing about Joe Rogan is, I think he. I, I mean, I think um, people need to be careful because a lot of conservatives do this all the time. The minute someone who's somewhat semi popular, uh, regardless of their political leanings and all this, uh, says something slightly conservative. The conservatives want to take this fucking person around as their champion. Um, and then they're heartbroken when uh, this said person just winds up being like a regular run of the mill shit lib who may have had a uh, um, uh, moment of Zen. Like a, like a moment of, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what I see with Joe Rogan, like that's happening right now is like you get all these like con ink. And these regular conservative grifters now are like going to tell you how great Joe Rogan is when Joe Rogan is really honestly, let's let's be honest. He's a fucking shit lib. OK, it's nice of him that he has a pot. I think I think, I think what makes Joe Rogan the, more in the middle than than a shit lib. Yeah, he's still he's still he's still a shit lib in the sense of like he his politics are still left. Like, yeah. it's not like he was like, I'm moving to Texas and I'm going to be voting Republican for now on. He's still like, well, it's like. He's, you're shit lib, right? You're shit lib. You don't want to live in California. Your mom is a shit lib. Uh, well, I mean, you don't want to live in California because the mandate. It's like, well, bro, you're rich as fuck. Why don't you try to help your fellow Californian? Nah, you're just gonna fucking go to like, like I look. I get it. If you're making twenty five bucks an hour, you think the COVID stuff is bullshit, and you move out of you move out of California because really, what, what, as a single person, what are you gonna do? But when you're like rich as fuck and you have the platform as Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan should have stayed in California and banged on the drum. Same with like Ben Shapiro moving to Tennessee, like another fucking grifter. It's like put your these guys want everybody to be and not so much Rogan as Shapiro. But it's like Shapiro and those guys want everybody to be fighters. Meanwhile, they're fucking abandoning ship and moving to places that are, uh, you know, more conducive to their lifestyles where they can keep being crummy fucking human beings. 
but at the same time reap the benefits of not living in the fucking hell holes they came from. Um, so, uh, you know, so with Joe Rogan, I kind of keep him, you know, I'm like, eh, I'm not really a huge Rogan guy. Right. I listen to some when he has some, he does have good interviews. I listen to some of his interviews. Um, some of his stuff is good. Some of his stuff is like just fucking boring bullshit about, you know, he's like sits there and he smokes weed, he smokes weed and he talks to random people. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Um, I'm just being honest. I I think this whole thing about, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think you were going there. Go ahead. Well, I think this whole thing with like the COVID stuff, right. Is he got COVID. He told his experiences with COVID. He's like, I'm not really sure about the vaccine. And here's the, and here's, and here's me defending Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, since as, as long as I can remember has always been like an alternative, like not a big pharma guy for sure. Right. He's always had alternative people on who've talked about different. Yeah. He's a health nut. Exactly. And he's always taught, you know, smoothies and shakes and you know, all the stuff. Right. Cause he's worked out and all that stuff. So of course a guy like can't like, that's that's how you know these other people don't listen to Joe Rogan either because he's always talked about different methods and different diets and different things people do. I mean, I think like I want to for some reason it jumps out of the top of my head. But I think he had like a conversation with like Jocko Willink or something about working out and dieting and stuff like that. Um, uh, and and uh, uh, but but like with the COVID stuff. Um, you know, I, I think Neil Young, it's funny. I, I think all these boomer musicians, nobody listens to their fucking music anymore. And Neil Young's pretty smart and he's going to get him his name back out there. Cause who the fuck was talking about Neil Young before, uh, this thing, look, you ask someone who's set, you, you ask someone who's 17 to 30 years old who Neil Young is, and they're not going to be able to fucking tell you who Neil Young is. All right. They might know one of his songs. I don't know if I they're not going to tell They're not going to know who the fuck you're going to ask a 20 year old kid who Neil Young is before this shit happened. And they're going to tell you who Neil Young is. Bullshit. Bullshit. I, I disagree with that. I think he's a he's a immortal. Oh, uh, I I think would that I same kid because, know who Tom Petty is Would that same kid know who. No. Oh, come on. No, I think you're just a stoner and you think everybody listens to the same shit you listen to. So I don't own one Neil Young record. Okay. All right. But you like that genre of music. All right. So anyway, my point is, is that, um, like Neil Young pulling his music again, it goes to like, if you don't want to listen to Joe Rogan, you don't have to download his fucking podcast. Okay. Like it, it, it's okay. Like you don't, you don't have to listen to it. Um, if, 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 uh, and that's why I think this is Neil Young trying to sell music. It's, this is all that is. It has nothing to do with Joe Rogan because what do you care? What do you care? He's giving COVID misinformation. Why? Because he's got an opinion. Like who cares? Like again, who cares? If there's anything we know two years later is that all there is is misinformation because 
you know what I mean? Like, no, not, you know, people get me and you could get the same strain of COVID and have two different fucking results from it. So, I mean, there's no, there, there's and secondly, no, no, there's no right or wrong. Sorry. Hold on. Well, I would just say the according to the uh, current administration, we don't really have any treatments besides the vaccines. So, yeah, I mean, there is none. You you know what you do when you get COVID, Todd? You go home, and if you if you get really sick, you go in the hospital, and then I don't know. Die. They give you fluids. You die. You go to um, heaven. You go to heaven. Um, but I, I really think, look, who the fuck is Neil Young? Who, so Neil Young is the arbiter of scientific information. Some burnt out Canadian piece of shit, hippie fuck, right? Is going to tell me like what is and Nils Lofgren? Like nobody knows who the fuck Nils Lofgren or Joni Mitch. Nobody knows who these people are, mm. except for except for boomers and mm. and burnout and stoners like Neil. You know, <laughs> nobody, dude. Nobody knows who if you if if you go on TikTok, if you go on all the all the major media stuff that the kids are using today, it's like, um, who are the rappers? It's like, um, it's like uh, the baby. It's uh, the baby. Uh, it's um, Chris Brown. It's like the weekend. It's hip hop. It's like hip hop rock genre. Um, I know this because I work with people that age. I could go in tomorrow and take a poll and say, who is Neil Young? And you might get someone go, oh, I think my dad listens to them or my mom listens to Neil Young or something like that. But they wouldn't couldn't tell you a song. Right. I mean, Nils Lofgren it, it, has 150,000 followers on Twitter, Gary. People know who out of is. 330 million people. How many how many followers do you have on Twitter? I have about, uh, I think, 200. I would say the show has about 200. Do we really? But, yeah. Do you know who Nils um, Lofgren is? Do you really? I have no idea who Nils Lofgren is. I think he played He played with my favorite uh, shithead, Bruce. He originally, he, his claim to fame was Neil Young, and then, and then Bruce stole him. I can't wait till all, the, all, the, all these fucking boomers are just gone, dude. <laughs> like get them out like get them the fuck out of here like they're the worst anyway i i'm interrupted you. you you're you're in the middle of the thought i'm sorry well no i mean i'm look i'm just saying like nobody 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 gives a fuck nobody's listening to neil young shit on spotify okay does your fucking dad even know how to use spotify he does everything on alexa these days yeah so Right. But if, if you took Alexa away and gave your father a phone and was like, download Spotify and download all your songs yeah, on Spotify, could he? At this, at the, at the, for the sake of your point, no, Gary, he would have no idea. Exactly. Right. So, <laughs> so, so like the people that are still listening to Neil Young don't even know what the fuck Spotify is. And then the people who use Spotify don't know who the fuck Neil Young is. Yeah. So, uh, so again, I agree with that, but. Again, this is about Neil Young. So not enough, not enough to be like into his catalog. Okay, they might know, they might have heard of him, they might have, you know. But I'm, I, I'm a uh, Leonard Skinner guy all the way. So Neil Young can eat shit. Um. So yeah, I, I just think it's oh, and it I'm was a marketing. I'm the stoner, and you're. you're the <laughs> um. No, and then 
and then again, Joe Rogan showed us who he is by coming out and like apologizing for, oh, I don't have enough people. Like, who, 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 who's Joe Rogan now have to interview? Dr. Fauci? Like, you know, and then, and then not really interview Dr. Fauci. It's like when Joe Rogan interviewed Bernie Sanders and gave him fucking all softball questions, right? Joe Rogan is this great interviewer and he's going to interview Bernie Sanders. He's like, Bernie. Uh, what's your favorite color? Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you should try. And it's like, and then I, you know, I kind of get it because it's like maybe you want him to come back on the show, so you're not going to kill him. But like, he's interviewed people before and challenged people's points. Um, but he, you know, he's not going to do that with certain people. So what are you going to do? Put Fauci on Rogan? You know? Uh, I. And then what? I would. You know, I would love. Hey, Doctor Fauci. Do you think people need that. the do you think people need the vaccine? Well, Joe, yeah, they do. They need the vaccine. Oh, okay. All right. The no. end. Great show. Thank no, you. Joe. Rogan would challenge him. I, I don't think he would. You I absolutely not. No. Why? He didn't challenge. Dude, he was pissed off during the election. He was pissed off at Bernie and the Bernie supporters. He was like railing about Bernie and Bernie supporters and people were like, you got to get Bernie on. You got to get Bernie on. He gets Bernie on and he fucking lay, he lays an egg. He laid an egg. I can't remember the exact details, but I remember you were expecting some fireworks for him to like challenge Bernie about Hillary and some other shit. And he laid an egg about Biden. Who cares about, who cares about challenging Bernie? I couldn't care less. Well, you couldn't, but I'm saying this was all during like the I'll election. I'll be watching. Neil, I'll be listening to Neil Young and Nils Lafkin. But fuck is Bernie Sanders really? I don't give a fuck what Bernie Sanders says. Fuck Bernie him. Sanders got more pull than fucking Neil Young. Yeah, whatever. So, um, I would hey, argue, that reminds uh, me. I would argue Bernie Sanders is kind of the real president right now. But hey, he's the what? He's a real president right now. But hey, I thought that was Obama. Uh, he's the man. He's the man behind the curtain, baby. So. Uh, on a side note, um, before I wanted to get to our final topic, I do want to say, I don't think I've talked to you guys since um, that whole thing um, with Rand Paul and Fauci. I, you know, and I heard both sides like, oh, you know, you know, I guess depending on your politics, you would say one of them like totally destroyed the other. I watched the whole thing. I thought it was just two fucking idiots. It's like, well, you said this about me and you always do that. You always say that about me and. I'm taking my ball and going home. I thought the whole thing was like borderline pathetic. That was my take on it. I didn't learn anything. I didn't think either one of them said anything. Well, I will say this. Just the, importance. the fact that uh, Dr. Fauci says himself as an expert, he's been wrong so many times. Whether Rand Paul owned him or not. Wait, I, so let me ask you this. Hold on, Todd. Let me stop you there. So you think Fauci's been wrong? Well, I mean, he at one time said, don't wear a mask. He at one time said, wear two masks. He, he's said a lot of things. You know, I'm like, I don't even want, I don't even know what he believes anymore. So I don't even listen to him. So he's not had one particular narrative. That's all. But couldn't you say that's because they don't know? They're trying to figure it out. Probably so. Yeah, they don't know. Just like it's a virus, they don't know how to take care of it. Yeah, it's a virus. It's gonna mutate. 
I don't think that's true, Neil. I think they just are idiots, to be honest. Because you you generally, if this is a, a flu-type virus, right, this isn't um, – they've had SARS before, right? Maybe not this strain, maybe not this virulent, right? Um, you would generally have an idea of what to do. Nobody's ever worn masks like this. But yeah, I mean, this – again, I go back to they basically panicked. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and they just copied what the Chinese did uh, for the first couple months. And they made it way worse because it was an election year. Too. And they made it, yeah, and then they just made it political. And that's why, and we've never gotten out of it, right? Because now if Fauci were to just come out tomorrow and be like, look, you know what? The vaccines, I was wrong. You know, yeah, they give a little protection, not as much as I wanted them to. But I really think that, you know, people will be okay if they don't get vaccinated. If you were to come out and say that tomorrow, you couldn't because the politics, the politics won't let him. Even if that's how he really feels, even if he goes home at night and he, that's what he tells his wife, um, the politics would never let him go out and do that. My simplistic mind goes back to football. We had two championship games yesterday hey, hey, hey. with. 60,000 people, and they're letting 60,000 people in the stadiums. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And you never hear about any super spreading. Because, because, COVID, because COVID is not the Black Plague. It's a virus that kills old and fat and people who have medical conditions. Stupid. Right? It, that's, who, that's who the main people it kills. And then even then, there's a difference of dying with COVID and dying from COVID. So, which they just started to delineate. Well, and, yeah, like you said, though, the CDC director said that. And Republicans have been saying that for a long time, but the CDC director said that. So, is that gospel now? Because I it's, thought it would make sense. I thought a year ago that was blasphemy. So. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, in my in my total ignorance, it totally makes sense to me. Um. So, but Todd, I, can, can I can I switch gears now? Sure. Because uh, you you kind of segued a little bit into into uh, Championship Sunday. So, yeah. um, I hope we didn't just lose Gary. So we had uh last week. No, I'm still here. Was uh the game last Sunday was the. The Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to tell, I said then, and I will say it till the day I die. That was the greatest football game ever played. Did you know Patrick Mahomes threw for 177 yards after the two minute warning? That's fucking crazy. I mean, that's more than the Jets, than the Jets all the whole year. <laughs> that's know? incredible. And, that's and, uh, incredible. and then to follow it up again this week with two, another two great games. It's just been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun, you know. And I wanted to see what you guys had to say about that before I make my real point. I mean, though last week um, <clears throat> there were that was the best weekend of football I have ever seen ever. in the NFL. You'll Four never games were un, unreal. You'll never now blowing them up with two great championship conference uh, yeah. games that that was outstanding as well. I mean, it's just you know. I do want to. I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'm rooting for Cincinnati to win the Super yeah, Bowl. Me too. Me too. Um, Gary you know, too. I'm going to steal uh, Gary Senator Joe Burrow's grade, but 
I'm going to let you guys talk about that. I, I do want to say before we get into that, but just to, to, you know, put a little asterisk on what you just said, because I, I, I said it too. The the last game last night, the Rams San Francisco game, that was I would not call that a great game. That was it. That was a close game. But both teams look like shit to me and both coaches looked. You know, un, you know, inept. No, to me. I'll it tell was, you what you they know. are. They're the great defensive teams with the bad quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks sucked and the coaches. Yeah, making, yeah exactly. Both. It was whoever coached the, the whoever coach the worst that the coaches lost that game you know what i mean like that yeah it was i thought it was not not a great game it was a close game but not a great but anyway so okay. both quarterbacks in that game should have had game ending interceptions just one of them didn't uh uh one of the defensive backs dropped the ball so yeah so yeah you're you're probably right about that but if it, it was still close it was an entertaining was close like, game but it was not like a badass game like the rest of them right exactly so what do you, you think, Gary? You have the floor. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I caught a few minutes of the Bengals game when they tied at 21 21. I thought once once they did that, I think they stole the mojo. I mean, football, especially playoff football, it's all about the mojo. Um, and once they came back from 21, what was it, 21 3 or something? Yeah. Um, you know, the tide was turning. So I thought maybe Kansas City would hold on for the last field goal, but it looked like uh, the Bengals won. Yeah, oh, yeah, so I caught it at 21-21, I forget, and then I started doing something else, and I came back and I actually watched the last couple plays of the overtime drive. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want me to rehash my whole spiel from when we were talking before the show started, but it's just like I just can't take, I just can't take the announcers anymore. I can't. I can't do it. Like, to- like Tony Romo's like, well, oh, you could miss it. You could miss it. It's like, dude, just shut <laughs> up, dude. Just shut up. You sound like, he sounds like such a clown, dude. You're like, that, they'd be like the same. You'd be like watching it at somebody's house with like a bunch of friends. And you always got that one friend who's like, just an idiot. You're like, just shut up, dude. Just watch the final of the game, you know? My, my but, favorite was let the other team, let the, let Kansas City score. When Cincinnati's up by three, it's fucking stupid. Like no, you, you don't, you don't let, you don't let the team score when the Bengals are up. There could be a fumble, which there there was, and they almost recovered. You don't let one team score when you have the, the lead. It's not a guarantee. Um, it's not Belichick versus so. versus the. Seahawks in the Super Bowl with the 30 seconds left or anything like that. Look, um, the 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 one thing that 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 drive me crazy is that you go back to that Buffalo Kansas City game. Um, I think we did we talk about this a little bit with Dave maybe. I think I I think we did last week, but um, as soon as Buffalo rolled out that prevent defense, it was uh, I could hear my father's voice. All those years ago watching the Giants, the only thing prevent defense does is prevent you from winning. And uh, I like that. <laughs> the uh, uh, I remember my dad say, I don't know where he heard it or if he came up with it. I'm he sure came he came up with it. I'm sure, I'm sure he did. Yeah, he, he my, my dad, my dad is the dad generation. is a, a sporting genius. Um, yeah. 
when I think of great announcers and great football thinkers, I think of John Madden. Uh, I think of Howard Cosell as an announcer. And I think of my father with his um, platitudes and his uh, parables and all those other good stuff about football. But no, seriously, like I just could hear my dad's voice because my dad used to not that my dad, I mean, and you guys know my dad, he's a pretty relaxed dude, but my dad would go like, as a little kitty, I guess he had more energy because he was a younger man, but he would go like fucking apoplectic when the Giants would roll out the prevent defense. And then he he'd watch like the not- football fan. I had no idea. My dad was a huge Giants fan growing up, big time, big time. Oh, yeah. Big, big Giants fan. fan. I was a Giants fan until I started going to Jets games with you. Yeah. So, and Steve. But I have, uh, I have to get this on my, you know, on the podcast. You've heard the story, but 2004, the Seahawks are playing the Packers. My dad is in a bar. Um, it goes to overtime. Uh, my dad tells Hasselbeck before a play not to change the play. They change the play. Hasselbeck throws a pick six to lose the game. And as the pick six is going on, my dad walks out of the bar leaving me to pay the bill. Nice. I think you have, that sounds familiar. Did you tell me that? Yeah. On there maybe? Yeah. I, I wanted to get it on the yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that's and great. I, and I, I would have done, I would have done the great. same thing, Todd. I would have stuck you with the bill. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> so can I, can I talk about this? Uh, the, the Cincinnati, uh, my, just my take on the Cincinnati chiefs game, um, chiefs game from yesterday. This was my take on. It. I went sure. and watched the game with my father. I, you, I think you might be entertained by this guy, maybe, and maybe, probably not. Okay. Uh, I went and watched it with my dad and my cousin, and it was like twenty-one-three right away. Right, Cincinnati, uh, Kansas City had their way with them. They just had their way with them. It was, it was nonsense. It was a blowout. And then I just, I just started. And I'm no, don't pretend to be any kind of football mind, but I kind of just noticed in the second quarter, I felt like I was noticing a shift. And I said this to my dad, and my cousin at the time. And really, my point is, it reminded me a lot of the two Super Bowls where it was the Giants versus Tom Brady, because what Cincinnati was was what was clear to me, at least what Cincinnati was doing is they were just physically dominating them. They were letting them get there. They were letting their star receivers make their plays. They were letting them get their points. But every play, they bashed them into the fucking ground. And like like Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan to get punched in your face. Right. And that's exactly what Kansas, uh, what Cincinnati did, in my opinion. That's exactly, and that's exactly what Michael Strahan did to Tom Brady. By the fourth quarter, the Patriots had nothing left. That's how he beat them both times. And that's exactly, in my opinion, what the game plan clear to me. That was the game plan with Cincinnati, and they executed well. And Joe Burrow seems to be a stud of a young man. And uh, I just really enjoyed watching old school, defensive minded. I mean, they didn't score any points in the in the, like three quarters, basically. They put up 21 points and then there was nothing. And, and, and Kansas city is an amazing offensive team. So I really, I just enjoyed that, that, that brand of football. And uh, that was my take on it. It made me, it reminded me of well, the Patriots versus the giants. Well, that's, that's what I think uh, killed. I, again, I think what killed the bills was that they should have been playing the Bengals because they had Mahomes. um their defense was hitting Mahomes and starting to wear Mahomes out. And then when they backed off, uh, I just go to that Bill. I go to that Bills game because that guy, I, I, I'm, I watched, I think I watched the bulk of that. Um, 
And I said, wow. I said, this guy's calling one hell of a game. I don't know who the head coach is at Buffalo. I said, boy, that guy is, uh, he's calling a hell of a game. And I go, and he's letting his defense really go after Mahomes. And Mahomes had a couple big plays. Like they, there was a couple plays where they guys, they blitzed him and they missed him. And he, you know, wound up having a nice throw where the guy had a, had a good run. Um, but they kept at it and they hit, they hit Mahomes a couple times. I think they had a couple sacks on Mahomes. But, and, uh, what's that? No, go ahead. Um, and, uh, and I said, wow, you know, they keep this up. Then they had the little back and forth that got him into overtime. And he go, well, you know, that's what you got to do. But you got to um, – I think uh, – I don't know who said it. Maybe it was – maybe I should give Collinsworth some credit, maybe even though Tony, I think he's – No, I don't think it was Romo. I think it was Col- – I think it was an MB- – did NBC have the Buffalo game? Who had the uh- – It was Romo. It was CBS. Oh, Okay. Maybe it was Ake, you know, maybe it was Aikman the week before or something like that. Um, but one of the guys actually, one of the crews actually said something, and I thought I was like, wow, it hit me like a bolt of lightning because they they talk so much and they fucking never say anything of any value. But this one was pretty good, and I really wish I could remember who said it because they Troy deserve Aikman, credit. Then. It was probably Troy Aikman, and if it was and, and it's funny because he's usually he's usually got he's usually got oatmeal for brains. But he, yeah, maybe it was. It was the Rams first. It was the Rams first, and he said something to the effect of, "You gotta keep. You gotta just play your football. You gotta kind of play your football. So whatever the identity of your team is, right? And if that's blitzing all the time, and that that's getting after the quarterback, which the Bills had a good rush, then you gotta play your football, and you can't just because it's overtime, you can't change all of a sudden. And then once they came out and they let Kelsey get that first, they had that play before Kelsey had that cat, and then you were like, he's "Dude, it's he's over." Incredible. He's incredible. You bro. can't. Well, I know that, but it's like you can't. You got to play your football. Like you got to be up on the line. You got to be blitzing Mahomes. You got to be going after the all right, run. Well, let me say this um, though. Then, let me. I'm gonna argue with right. you because okay. oh, I only I only have any anything to argue because uh, it worked. But I, that was my first tip watching the game yesterday when it was 21-3. They were only rushing three. They weren't going after Mahomes at all. They never went after him the whole game. Like maybe, I don't know if they had a couple sacks on him, but they, he was not their priority. He had no one. To, he had all the time in the fucking world in the pocket all game, and he didn't even throw the ball because they lo- the secondary locked down that amazing Kansas City offense. It was, yeah, but it was, that could it be. Was, it, was, it was brilliant to watch. They did it I don't know enough. I don't know enough about Cincinnati, but to me, that sounds like Cincinnati's strength is the secondary. So they're going to rely on their strength. strength. And but and but they're coaching. Clearly, but this Buffalo's, team played up played up their strengths. They just wanted to punch. The old school mentality is to punch the quarterback in the mouth, and that doesn't work on Mahomes. He'll do some weird shovel pass around his hip, behind his hip or something. You're not going to get him. So then, don't get him. Get everybody else, and that's what Cincinnati did. That's what I took away from. Yeah, it. I. I, well, but if you're the name of your game is smash is smash, you got to keep smashing. Well, yeah, that's what got you there. Don't smash, but don't, but so that's okay. So then the O, the o line, the D line just smashed the O line all game. And by the, the second half, the, the O line had nothing left. And same thing with the, you know, same thing with the receivers. After every time the receiver caught a ball, they got put in the ground. And that's they didn't want right. to catch the ball anymore. That's why. That's I think the, yeah, well, that's, good that's good tackling. Yeah. That's why I think it's a good matchup in the Super Bowl because what is the Rams' offensive strength? Their receivers. 
Yeah. And, and you know what, Todd? And, 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 and if I have any idea what I'm talking about, which, you know, I don't, if, you know, I said earlier that I thought the, the, the biggest takeaway from the Cincinnati game was the coaching and the biggest takeaway on the other side of that in the LA game was the coaching. So I think, you know, I think the Bengals are going to mop the floor with them. I really do. Which would, wow. would, would be incredible, yeah. I mean, how could they not? If you, you their coach, the coaching looked retarded on, on on LA. He had two challenges he lost. He challenged two in the first half and he lost them. I mean, that's keep ridiculous. In, keep in mind, it is in LA in the Rams' home city. Yeah, whatever. So, you know. Yeah, but you know what? And that's how big of a fan base do they have in LA? Exactly. That you know, the, like first I mean, off. Yeah, the LA. I agree with Neil on that. The LA fan base is is trash, dude. Suck. I mean, it's trash. The Lakers the, or the Dodgers or. Yeah, but even then, they people only come out when they're good. Be be, be the Lakers right now. You could kind of probably get a ticket for ten bucks. The 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 LA fans are are awful. I mean, they're just they're bad, and they're not Ram fit. Like they don't. I don't think they consider the Rams. The only fan base I ever thought that was any good coming out of uh, uh, California was 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 the Raiders. And, and let me, let know, me say the, this too, though, though, because I'll forget. I mean, it, even if the Jets were in the Super Bowl in you know Meadowland in the Meadowlands, where they have a loyal fan base, why I don't know. Like no Jets fan could afford to to go. It's not a home game. Like Jets, you're not gonna have a lot of Jets fans in the stadium. These season ticket holders can't afford these fucking tickets. It's all corporate. It's all you know, or stars. It's not. It's, it's not a Super Bowl. is not a home game, no matter where it's played. I don't. Well, think, it's, it's funny. So you know, I was talking to a guy. Like today. your season tickets don't apply to to the Super Bowl. So the yeah. So the so I was talking to a guy today. Now the see if you're a season ticket holder, you get first crack, right? Did you? Well, no, you weren't a Seahawks uh, season ticket. This guy's got first crack. And it's like the cheapest thing, the cheapest package he could buy. No, it's like six, but that's like not even with the tickets. That's like the the package you buy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it's so. And he I'll was telling. I'll tell you something. So I was on the Seahawks waiting list, and because of that, I I got an email from the NFL saying, "Hey, if you want to buy tickets from us, yeah, you're right. It was about six thousand. It was, it was really, and they were trying to gouge you and game. all that stuff for one ticket. So for one yeah. hour of football. Kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, but yeah, yeah exactly. They, I mean, if you got it from the Seahawks themselves, it was going to be a little Who? Less, but not much. When I, when $60 I, a minute. You're paying $60 a minute. Right. For the game. That's retarded. So when the, when the Seahawks went the time when they lost, that was down in Phoenix, right? And of here's the crazy thing, Neil. You talk about like just stupid shit, dude. A face value ticket, right? Not even. I'm not even talking about like a good seat. I'm talking about it's it's uh was a face value ticket. I saw a Super Bowl ticket. It was face value. It was like eight fifty. That's the face. That's even before they get their hands on it to mark it up a million times. It's like. Eight hundred and fifty dollars to go to one football. It would be one thing if, like, the NFL put out the tickets and they were like a hundred bucks, right? I would pay. And then, of course, it worked. I'd pay eight hundred bucks to the Jets Super Bowl, not eight thousand. I wouldn't pay eight hundred dollars to see the Jets Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I mean, you're never gonna see it. So, I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, how, much I don't have time machine, how much is a time machine to go back to 1969 or I, I was gonna say joining Amethyst was probably 20 bucks hey you know what i got right here yeah it probably was i got it uh 1969 autographed jets football there's joe namath right there that's awesome that is awesome uh i got a uh, i got don maynard's autograph but um, but I digest. So so that was that was my take on the uh, that's cool, Gary. That was my take on the uh, on the football game. I really enjoyed that Cincinnati game. That was that's the kind of football I like. That's the kind of that's the way the Jets were one yard from the Super Bowl two years in a row. That's the way the Giants beat the Patriots twice, and that's exactly what Cincinnati Cincinnati did the impossible. And it wasn't luck. It wasn't some crazy interception at the worst moment. They just physically beat the shit out of him for an hour and it was it was awesome well, I, I think the Bengals can win this game definitely yeah, i think they're I, gonna win the game yeah i hope they do you know i'm rooting for the Bengals. i'm a jets fan for the Bengals. i know exactly but yeah it's it's gonna be a good uh good game i think so we'll see um well you could talk about the uh Bengals last uh Two Super Bowls. They were actually pretty uh, boomer size. And boomer. What was the one? Where's my boy? Uh, Ken Ken Anderson, right? Ken Anderson was in the first Super Bowl against the Niners, and they what lost twenty to thirteen. Yes, and who was, that was Ken Anderson? Who was a receiver in both Super Bowls? Oh, Collinsworth. Correct. Um, and then the one with Boomer when they played the Niners again, they. What they have? They had, they had Icky Woods, right? Icky Woods was the running back. Yeah, they beat the Seahawks in the divisional, the AFC divisional in '88. So yeah. Who was coaching for the Hawks? Chuck Knox. Still Chuck Knox. Yeah, his last year. Yeah. Dave Craig okay. was the quarterback. Can I, can oh. I tell you guys a, a quick, uh, cool uh, Boomer Science story? Um. So I'm, I'm a huge Boomer fan because he's like, he has the biggest show on the East Coast on WFAN. I listen to him every morning and it's a great show. I can go on and on about how great it is, but it's a, he, he's, he's the man. And, uh, but his, there's, there's like four or five guys that are on the show. And one of the main characters is, is Carton Car- still floating around. Car- Carton is now in the afternoon, um, which is a whole, se- I have a lot of opinions on WFAN. But anyway, um, the morning show is Boomer and Geo. It's Boomer Sison, Greg Giannotti. Greg Giannotti is like a 35-year-old Italian dude from Long Island, and he's hilarious, and he's really – he's a sports he, – he knows everything. He's, he's perfect for the job. But anyway, the producer, the producer is a guy named Al Dukes, and he is hilarious as well. I guess that's how they got the job. And uh, he always talks about living um, in a few towns over from where I live. And uh, I'm just a huge fan, obviously. And so point of my story is that uh, a couple weekends ago, I got called to do this uh, – to do something at this house in Bradley Beach. And I show up and who answers the door but Al Dukes. And I didn't say anything at first. And I, I, if you want to know the details story, I could tell you, I guess we're on the air, so um, I should be more. But I, I walk into his house and he's got all this cool stuff all over the walls, autographs and this and that. And finally, I just, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. I listen to you every day. And he couldn't have been nicer. And, and uh, it, was, uh, it was really cool to uh, meet Al Dukes. He goes to uh, our friend's restaurant we're always talking about, Todd. He's a regular there. So uh, it was cool. I got to meet Al Dukes. I got to hang out with him, BS with him for a while, and uh, made my day, made my week. I'll have to go to the restaurant, man. Yeah. Did you, yeah. you, you should have gave him a shitty sports take, Neil. 
I didn't say anything about sports. <laughs> I, I know. Well, if you listen to the show loyally, then you know, you know, you, at least you think you know what he's like. And so I, I played that correctly. I think I did at least. I made him laugh a couple times. I made him laugh at, you know, belly laugh a couple times. So it was cool. Yeah. I wasn't like a crazy fan. I just, you know, it was clear that I knew the show without saying much. You know? Good. Good for you. It was, cool. it was cool for me. Yes, it was good for me. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, man. I, I have to say, I'll say it. Uh, the sports radio station in Seattle, I uh, interned for in 1996. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it was fun, man. I, yeah. I've been in the environment. It's pretty fun. You so. could have been on the radio all these years, Tom. Yeah, they offered me a job working overnights, but I was in college at the time, so I had to turn them to the down. Quick, so. To the quick college. A, little, a lot of good colleges, is, don't you? I should have done that. Exactly. This podcast is overnights as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, well, that being said, we probably should wrap it up unless you got one more thing. No, hey, listen, this way it's, it's been a couple of weeks and I really I missed you guys and I had a lot of fun tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, always a pleasure. Well, I guess uh, let, uh, let me take us out here. Uh, thanks for listening to Review the News, where we make the news make sense to you or just me going off on a diatribe about how much doesn't, I dislike people. Doesn't doesn't make any sense at all yeah probably no sense but uh <laughs> thanks for listening um and uh yeah just do we, uh, do we have a guest next week Gary Bear? uh no we should probably work on that um well one of the things is we've had a couple new follows on the uh the the bird website so just want to shout out to all the new people i don't know if they're gonna listen or whatever but uh if you do joe thank rogan. you joe rogan on that joe, joe rogan Joe Rogan does not follow us on the Neil bird Young. website. <laughs> Neil, Neil Young Lop. does not. Neil <laughs> Who? Um, <laughs> so, thank you. Have a good night. Gary, I saw, us. hang on, hang on. No, no, no. I saw Nils Lofgren play at the Old Mill Inn in Spring Lake, New Jersey. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> nobody gives a shit about Nils Lofgren. Anyway, all right. So uh, you can find us at Review News 1000 uh, on Twitter, and you can uh, make $400 million or whatever it was like Joe Rogan did. We're on Anchor. Not yet. And uh, just put us on, put, put us, uh, put Review News 1000 or Review the News in the Google machine. And, uh, you can see the Facebook page that Neil hasn't updated in 10 years. So don't be evil. <laughs> All right. And that's a wrap. Good night.